0: salmon river country i'm mike palmer i'm the pastor at salmon valley baptist church and it is great to be with you today on ksra radio
1: and as always my name is trey Sapp. we want to welcome our listeners from the into the western wild podcast we are thrilled you're here with us today coming to you from the banks of the salmon river
0: garden spot of the mountain west Absolutely, and it
1: is a beautiful time of year. We're just uh, in that transition right now. Yeah, but, man, uh, it,
0: a lot of new things are transition. I like that. Yeah. Things are. We're about to start a new month. We're uh, the days are getting longer. We're about to have time change, and yes, and uh, you know it won't be dark at you know five o'clock. And it's not already. It's it's getting there. It's stretching on out. But man, it's a good time, time change, for renewal. Yeah, renewal. That's exactly right. We're starting a new book of the Bible. We are. We're starting the book of Habakkuk today on the yeah. radio and uh, podcast, and we're going to be moving kind of towards uh,
1: Easter here soon too, yeah. which is pretty exciting. Yeah. And we've got some big things to talk about leading yeah. up to Easter. We- we'll we're talk about that. Definitely want to invite all our our locals to worship with us on Easter, but we still have a few weeks before, before we that get to arrives. Easter. though, yeah. this week, ladies, if you're listening, yes.
0: if you're uh, in the Salmon River country and you're listening to this, uh, man, we want to invite you. Our ladies want to invite you. Trey and I will not be there. This is a ladies' event. That's right. Uh, It's a ladies' retreat. Um, And we say retreat. It's right here in Salmon. It's over here at the Baptist Church on Cemetery Street. Um, That's right. We've got a great speaker coming. She's going to be talking about joy. Yes. Not your friend joy, the biblical concept of joy, saying yes to it, embracing it, living with joy in your life. Um. It's yeah. this Friday. That's March 3rd and 4th. There you go. Starts on
1: Friday. Starts on Friday. Uh,
0: 6 p.m. dinner. Right. And, you get uh, to eat first. That's easy. You're
1: really... I We we do, although we're not going to be at the event, yeah. we do know Donna yeah. Avant very right. well. Know and her you well. are going to be
0: blessed. I'm jealous of that part.
1: Yeah. And her theme, like Mike was saying, uh, joy. Her theme is say yes to joy. Right. So we would love to... Uh, For you to be a part of that, come and hang out and enjoy uh, getting to know some of these ladies around here.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, as we get started with Habakkuk, tell us a little bit. Habakkuk. It's just a fun thing to say. I've heard (laughs) people pronounce it Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Uh, I'm not worried about how you pronounce it. I say Habakkuk, and that's okay. So he was a contemporary. The folks around him that we know of in his day are the prophet Jeremiah and Nahum and Zephaniah, so he served in or around like 625 B.C. to 575 B.C. And uh, the best theologians kind of put his his work um, during the reign of Jehoiakim, which is 609 to 598, so they kind of narrow it down a little bit there. Um, anyway, his name, Habakkuk, it actually means to caress or to embrace, and and we know he's the author because right here in verse one, I'll read verse one. This is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received from the Lord in a vision. Uh, this message, this is the oracle, or these are the this is the burden. Even. Yeah, these are the words that he received. There's some things about Habakkuk that are a little unusual, not unusual, but, but maybe even a little unique to Mm -hmm. him. Um, usually these prophetic books, they give us uh, a pretty good introduction so that we can know, you know, a little bit more about the author, about the person who's speaking. And, you know, some of the larger books, you, you have a real good idea about the person's life and all kinds of that. Um, (laughs) We've told you all we know about Habakkuk. Yeah, Habakkuk's a, a
1: bit more of a mystery as far as who he is. Yeah, background, hometown, right. those kind of things. Yeah. We we just don't know as much. Who's your mom and them? Yeah, you know. Uh... We, I mean the the time the time frame is is pretty good. Right. Like we've oh got, yeah. We've got good information yeah. on that. Yeah. He is definitely speaking to a an audience of some sort in the in the southern kingdom of Judah. Yeah. During a time uh, where the kingdom had been divided for a while, and uh, and and there's, we're not saying we know nothing about Habakkuk because these first words speak volumes. He's a they prophet. Do. That's right. What we don't have is just the history of this prophet. Right. We know that he was a prophet, and, and that he's not the only one like that. No. There's a, there's a few no. others in the scripture yeah. where where. Our information about their their personal background is fairly limited, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make them less authoritative or less important. It just means that um, that the emphasis is not on Habakkuk oh, it's no. on what the lord is
0: doing it's exactly right. The content of Habakkuk is interesting as well uh, compared to other Old Testament prophets. A, a very common phrase in the Old Testament and and among its prophets is you know thus saith the Lord, this is what the Lord says, this is what the Lord has said, something like that. And uh, Habakkuk is is not that way. Habakkuk instead, and this is Mike's words. This is gonna this is gonna upset some people, but but you know don't get ticky tacky with me. This is just Mike talking. He's more like a a philosopher of religion. He comes to God with questions. He comes yeah. to God with some complaints. He comes to God with some of these why God questions, and God answers him in a vision. Yeah. And he shares that with us. And and that's gracious of God, you know? But but he comes with doubts, and he comes with questions. And, you know, when you read somebody else. Um, I, 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 when you read somebody else saying some of these things, you're like, "Well, I can't believe they said that." Yeah. When you might have wondered the very same thing. Yeah. But it sounds foolish from another perspective. Well, I love it when we see
1: the biblical writers being very authentic, very raw with their emotions, right. with their questions, with their concerns, right. with their doubts. Right. Because we have hey. them. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and and that means God's big enough to handle all right. that. He's
0: big enough to handle those doubts. So we may see things in this book that we go, well, I wondered that too. Uh, that, that's interesting. I, I've, I've thought that same thing, or I've had that same doubt, or I've had that same concern. Um, during Habakkuk's life, and I think this is important, he would have seen things go from very secure in his life to distraught. Right. Politically and religiously, um, he would have gone from secure to a time of insecure, from uh, peace, relative peace, to a time of upheaval and concern. Yeah. And so, uh, which, you know, I, I bet there are people listening who say... Or think, well, I wish it was like it used to be. Yeah. So Habakkuk could have very easily been set around going, oh, "I wish it could be like it used to be." Yeah. In fact, some of the questions we see and some of his doubts and and his concerns kind of reflect a little bit of that. Yeah. We're, we're going to see that. Well, and
1: what really strikes me in this book, and I know we've we've read the first verse so far. We yeah. are going to do more today. We, we <laughs> are. We are. We're going to get back from that. But th- what strikes me here so many times is kind of in our in our culture we would expect the man of God to cry out God to respond and kind of save the day right and in a sense that's the big picture of what God's doing but in the near term it, it gets worse before it gets better in yeah. fact God's instrument to draw the hearts of the people of God back to himself is is honestly it's an instrument of judgment it's an instrument that we'd be like well does God even love these people? If he's going to allow some of this stuff to happen. Um, and, and I, I don't want to, I'm trying not to give away too much of the story before we get going, but it, but it's fascinating that God, his, his sovereignty, his supremacy just reigns over this whole situation that there's, there's more going on than what we can see or fully understand in this
0: book. Right. Right. Um, one of the one of the themes of this book, one of the, well, one of the one of the most significant, I guess, messages of Habakkuk, really just has to do with the nature of God, because we do learn about the nature of God in this book, and um, um, the other thing I would say that's a little bit unique is because he comes to God with these questions, what we saw in the end of verse one, this is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received from the Lord in a vision. So he's got these questions. He's got these doubts. He's got these concerns. And when he you know, lifts them to God, God speaks to him in a vision. Yeah. And he does that multiple times through the book. Yeah. Multiple times through the book. Yeah, the Lord responds. <clears throat> I like the way uh, in, in my Bible there's a heading over the paragraph of verses 2 through 4, and we're gonna we're gonna read those verses, and I want you just in your own life, in your own world, as I'm reading this, go. Well, I might have seen something like that. Right. I might have thought something like that. I might have wondered the same things. Uh, but in my Bible, the paragraph is is uh, uh, headlined Habakkuk's complaint. A Habakkuk's complaint. Trey, you want to read verses two through four for us?
1: Sure thing. This is Habakkuk chapter one, verses two, three, and four. How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Violence is everywhere I cry. But you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Why must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. The law has become paralyzed, paralyzed. And there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous, so that justice has become perverted. Well,
0: that's pretty. Um, A a professor of mine from 26, 27 years ago wrote a commentary on the book of Habakkuk. And uh, at the time he wrote the book, a little bit after that, so in the last 20 years, that book was written probably 20 years ago or so. And he asked a question, is there a book that is more relevant today than Habakkuk? And he wrote that 20 years ago. Um, And then we read these words right now, and you go, well, it's even more relevant right now. Yeah, it feels like you're
1: ripping the headlines out and reading them right there.
0: Oh, exactly. I mean, listen, if you're not a regular studier of God's Word, if you're just... Riding through Limhi County, or you're doing something this morning, and this is the only radio station you can pick up, and you can't help but listen to this. One, welcome. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. But uh, (laughs) you would agree with some of Habakkuk's complaint. Yeah. And you would say, well, I see that kind of thing too. And, uh, uh, you know, I can understand where this old boy's coming from because he sounds like my neighbor. Yeah. You know, (laughs) he sounds like me. How long, O oh Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Violence is everywhere. I cry or I cry out violence, but you do not come to save. Um wow. That's that's pretty uh straightforward and honest. It is. Yeah. And and I love that the Lord
1: responds to how raw Habakkuk is being yeah. right here and how real he's being.
0: God, God, when he responds, we're going to see his, the beginning of his response in a few minutes here, but he doesn't begin by saying how dare you. No, he does not. No. God knows that it, <laughs> for all of Habakkuk saying, and you do not listen or but you do not listen, God is infinitely aware yeah. <laughs> of everything that's going on around Habakkuk. That's right. He's not surprised. Trey, I remember, um, One of the, well, it was the very first time I was involved in any disaster relief efforts. Hurricane Hugo. Mm. Most of the people, you know, listening to us do not remember Hurricane Hugo. Yeah. Charleston, South Carolina was where it made landfall. And uh, I was uh, running a chainsaw and leading a chainsaw crew. Um, within two or three days of landfall uh, in inland about 20 miles. Right. And pine forest just destroyed, I mean just everywhere. And I remember going to a lady's house and we had front end loaders and stuff and we're going down this road. She's the only person that lived on it. We got to her house. She said how did you know we needed help? Hmm. And I was like ma'am um, this is on CNN Fox and MSNBC and CNBC. I mean, every. Yeah. I mean, this this you're on the Weather Channel. Jim Cantore is right down the road. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Or or whoever would have been at the time. And I said, everybody in the country knows you need help. And she could not believe it because she couldn't see past her driveway. Right. That was littered with trees and her car crushed and a tree laying across her house. Yeah. She could only see her thing. Right. That's right. But. But God can see a lot beyond that. And and there's a little bit of Habakkuk here that He can only see His circumstances. Yeah. He can only see his situation. He can't see past Baker. You know? Yeah. He knows right now, you know, right now this is what I've got. I'm calling for help yeah. and, and I don't think you listen and I'm crying out violence and you're not doing anything about it. You're not coming to save.
1: And what a lesson for us today. Whew. <laughs>
0: because so often my perspective seems so important and it is so small. And I can get overwhelmed in my stuff. Yeah. And uh, I can go to the grocery store just overwhelmed in my stuff and I'll look around and nobody else is overwhelmed in my (laughs) stuff. I don't know what their problem is. Don't they know my stuff? Well, Now he's talking in a more corporate way because he's going to be talking about, man, everything I see around me and and my fellow citizens are going to see a lot of this same stuff. We can
1: can do that too. We can look at at the problems of this world and and you know every one of our listeners would have a different list of what the major problems are but we can we can be overwhelmed by those problems especially how how small we seem in context of those problems that you know there's only so much that we can do yeah and lord you know i can't fix this why won't you fix this and the lord can can it can feel like at times that he is absent or not listening and yet Oh, man, the Lord was so near to Habakkuk, and that truth has not changed.
0: Well, we'll see that because as soon as he asks these questions, God answers him. That's right. You know, and the psalmist, David was not slow to go, are you listening? Yeah. Do you see me? You know, I'm enduring the evilness of this world. Hello. You know, and uh, the good news is, and we're not going to get all the way through there today, but the good news is God's always at work and he has a plan. Our problem sometimes is, though, I I think God should have been here about three days ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it seems seems like he's late to the party, which goes back to our second
0: Peter study. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) He is not slow, as many people count it slow. He's being gracious. Yeah, yeah. He's being gracious. Must I ever... uh, Hang on a minute now. Before we go there, violence is everywhere. Do we have a hard stretch imagining that, Trey? Do we have a hard time imagining a violent culture?
1: world where we, we can flip on the news at any point of any day and hear what happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and we don't have to go a long way down the road. We don't have to go far. That's right. You know, we, we don't have to go overseas even. We, we can look around our nation and go, okay, there's violence. Okay, there's violence. Yeah. Must I forever, verse 3, one, two, three yes. Must I forever see these evil deeds? And why must I watch all this misery? He's saying, man, I'm looking at sin and I'm looking at pain. I'm looking at people who are in legitimate need and they're miserable.
1: Yeah. Well, there, there's a really cool um, uh, method of sharing the gospel that's pretty popular right now, this three circles deal. Mm-hmm. And one of those circles, it, it talks about um, the brokenness of this world yeah. and the things that we would try and do to fix it. and yeah. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, I see around me a broken world. I see systems that are broken. I see people that are broken. I see I see nations that are broken. I don't see any solutions. I just see brokenness. And and it's like everything I've tried, everything that has been tried, everything that the political leaders have tried has not worked, I just see brokenness. Right. And boy, we can identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not hard to see. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that gospel presentation is the the solutions are found in the gospel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, the solution is found found in Jesus Christ. There's no doubt about it. We gotta give Habakkuk credit. He's going to the right source. Yes, he is. He's not crying out to his neighbors. He's not sitting on the front porch or down at the, you know, restaurant going, I tell you how bad things are. That's right. You know? He's not gossiping about the 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 sinful deeds. He says, must I forever see these evil deeds? But he's not saying it to, you know, again, somebody at the gas station. I'll tell you what I saw so-and-so do yesterday. Man, yeah. I'm tired of that. You know, those kinds of things. Um, he's going, God? Because he knows God has a concern with sin and evil. And he knows that God has a concern and a compassion. Yeah. From what he knows of God, biblically, that God has a compassion for those in misery. Um, But man, he's just over it. Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. So he's seeing sin. He's seeing people that that are just caught in miserable situations and circumstances. And everywhere or wherever I look, I see destruction and I see violence. Yeah.
1: Well, and even that final sentence of that verse, which is still verse three, I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Oh, mercy. And uh, oh, mercy. <laughs> that one, I think more than any other, uh, sentence in this, in these passages oh, yeah. that we're looking yeah. at yeah. just made me kind of chuckle because you're, you know, if there's one thing that defines our culture right now, it's it people love to argue and fight they love to draw lines they love yeah. to point fingers I mean it's 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 wild yeah it's wild the, yeah. just so much outrage and so much um, just argue you know the divisions in our among our people and in our nation are just so in front of us right now
0: right well, Train our own community yes. It's not just our nation. I love where we live. I love my neighbors. I've been here for 26 years and and they'll they'll plant me up here in the cemetery when I'm done. You know, um but we're we're divided. Yeah. We're no different than the rest of the country. That's right. You know, we're divided politically and and you know, it says love to fight and argue or argue and fight. Um there was a time and a place. See, now I'm going to say I wish it was like it used to be. There was a time and a place where you could disagree and respect somebody, but not, that's gone, man. If if you're not as conservative as me or as liberal as me, then you're an idiot, you know. And I have no respect for you. We can't talk about anything. We can just slander each other in a letter to the editor. I'll just let that hang there for a second, mm-hmm. and that probably I'll, the prob, I'll probably be mentioned in a letter to the editor for saying that. Um, on social media, you know, in yeah. our own community, our own so, it's amazing how people can talk about one another, yeah, and treat one another, and it's ungodly and it's wrong, yeah. It just is. I'm not saying I'm perfect. Goodness gracious, and I'm not saying I don't have opinions, but I, I don't love to argue and fight. And man, it just seems like there's some people around it. That, uh, that's just what they want to do. Yeah. Habakkuk. They want to point out your mistakes based on their judgment of what a mistake is. Yeah. And uh, man, I I think Habakkuk would have fit well right here in Salmon, Idaho. He feels surrounded.
1: He feels like he can't necessarily escape. Absolutely. Uh, he says you know, that. Being surrounded. I'm surrounded. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on to say the law has become paralyzed. There is no justice in the courts. So there's a, again, brokenness, broken system. Right, right. And the wicked far outnumber the righteous, so justice has become perverted. When when those that are in charge are are not focused on justice, then yeah. the justice becomes yeah something that it's not supposed to be. It's um, no longer justice.
0: Every time uh, every time our legislators uh, come into session, we kind of look around and go, "Really?" I mean, at the national level, at the state level, wherever you know, it, yeah. it seems kind of ridiculous sometimes. Um, just, and, and man, the court system, there's probably not two weeks that pass that we don't see, you know, a result in court somewhere that we don't go, how did that happen? Yeah. How is that going on? You know, I'm not going to cite newspaper articles (laughs) and stuff like that because I have some people who like to argue and fight that get mad at me. But, but I mean, Habakkuk, (laughs) I'll go back to Waylon Bailey's question. Is there a book that's more relevant for today than that's Habakkuk? That's right.
1: It, it's important to say, remember, this was written you know, yeah. all, around 600 years before Jesus. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, and so, so here we are, human nature. 20, 2,700 <laughs> years ago, this is Habakkuk. Turns around it was broken then, too. Yeah, it yeah, <laughs> turns out it was broken then, too. That's so, exactly right.
1: So there's this first five where the Lord begins to respond
0: yeah. And, and, and he begins to respond. I just want to, I just want to say, say, Trey, when I first wrote this for today, I just had us going through verse four, and I was like, well, we got to get past the complaining. We can't just complain today. <laughs> We've got to see a little bit. So, from verses five through 11, God responds. Yeah. God responds to him. And so, we're not going to do all of verses five through 11, but I just want us to see in verse five that God listened to these complaints. And again, he didn't say, how dare you? I can't believe you think these things. I can't imagine that you just, you know, I'm not, I'm offended that you think I'm not listening or that I don't see. Um, The Lord replied. Yeah. And that's grace right there. That's grace. He has no, he has no uh, requirement to respond or reply. But the first words of verse five are incredible to me. The Lord replied. Yeah. Keep reading now. I'm sorry. You started to read it and I took off on it.
1: Verse five, the Lord replied, look at the nations and be amazed. Watch and be astounded at what I will do. For I am doing something in your day, something you wouldn't believe, even if someone told you about it. Mercy. That, I mean, Mercy. That's, that's like the Lord's best teaser right there. Oh, it which is. Just wait it? to see what's going to come. But the reality, uh, he doesn't just say everything's going to be good. No. 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 There's Moving forward, it's going to be tough yeah. before it gets better. But he's saying, you're going to be amazed because I am at work. You're going to be amazed because I'm replying to right. you. You're going to be astounded because, because God is up to something. And whenever God moves, we are amazed. We yeah. are astounded. astounded. It looks so
0: different yeah. from anything else that's happening. Well, he says, he's basically saying, you wouldn't believe it if somebody else told you this. And that's the right. implication there is, Habakkuk, you're talking to me now. That's right. I'm talking to you now. And uh let me tell you something. I want you to watch the nations. I want you to watch the nations. Number one here, Trey. And I don't have a number two. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> but still, you know, hey, hey, um, how about how about Habakkuk you look a little further than down your street? Yeah. You know. And I know we've talked about it on here before. Everybody talks about Christianity shrinking. No, it's not. We're in the greatest time of revival on this planet. It's yeah. just not happening in North America. Yeah, In North America, Christianity is shrinking. Does that mean that God's through, he's dead, and the church is too? No. It means yeah, we're behind not. and we need to be praying for revival yeah. and renewal because in the rest of the world, not, not, not so much Europe, but in the rest of the world, it's incredible how God's moving. And that's what he says here. Look at the nations and be amazed, be astounded at what i will do for i am doing something in your day yeah i'm doing some folks if you don't hear anything else out of all this um god's always at work no matter what my complaint is no matter what my concern is no matter how bad things may look god is at work yeah you can be sure of that um And I love the way he said, man, it's something you wouldn't even believe if I weren't the one telling you about it. But he is. And we'll get into that next week. Well, and I would
1: also add, and he he hears you.
0: Oh, he hears you and he sees you. Yeah. And you may be sitting here today going, man, I have felt as as helpless and as hopeless as Habakkuk. And you're telling me that God could offer some hope and that God's working. What would you say to those people, Trey? That's right. We... We
1: love this part of each week's show where we get to invite you into a relationship with Jesus, a relationship that begins with a surrender, surrendering my heart, my life to him. And we do that through prayer. Here's a a prayer that we have used so many times. It's just so beautiful. God, I know that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. I've messed up and I want you to forgive me. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to live a perfect life that I couldn't live I believe he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again so that I can be forgiven. God, forgive me. Save me. Come live in my heart and be the king of my life. Amen. Amen. And if if today is the day that you met Jesus, the day that you prayed that prayer, we want to just celebrate with you and help you in these first few steps of your new walk with Christ. We can do that best if you go to our website, salmonvalleybaptist.org. They're on the Connect page. You can get a hold of Pastor Mike or myself. And we would love to hear about what God's doing in your life and talk about how we can help you and pray for you along the way. It's an exciting time here at Into the Western Wild, and we look forward to seeing you next time.